Welcome to the Stop Down Photography Podcast, episode 90. I'm Scott Davenport. Today's topic is a comparison, planning a photo excursion versus executing on it. Hi, welcome. Thanks for joining me. I'm glad to be back with you for another chat about photography, this passion we share. And in today's episode, let's take one more step on our never-ending journey of photography. A few weeks ago on the podcast, I shared how I was preparing for two physical photo workshops on the Oregon coast. My preparation included setting a few artistic goals, some themes that I wanted to explore during my time in Oregon. And in this episode, I wanted to return to that and share with you the comparison of how my pre-visualization of these themes compared with the actual execution. I hope you enjoy it. And if you do, please share it with a friend on social media with your camera club. And if you can, please rate and review the podcast. Fresh current ratings help other photographers find out about the show. If you're on Mac OS or iPhone devices, you can rate directly in Apple Podcasts. Find the show in the library. Scroll down and you'll see a rating area where you can tap to rate. You can also leave a rating on the web at podchaser.com. Links in the show notes. Well, I have just returned from two weeks photographing the Oregon coast. I hosted two separate physical photo workshops there, and I had a little time in between for some personal work. I'll share some reflections about the workshop a little bit later in the podcast. What I'll share first is the pre-visualization of the outings versus the actual execution. If you didn't catch episode 86 of Stop Down Podcast, That's the episode I talked about my preparations for the Oregon coast, and I shared a few themes I was thinking about exploring with my camera. I also promised to report back on how did it go. Well, now I've completed the trip. I've looked at all the photos. I've brought them into my Lightroom catalog. So did the pre-visualization come to fruition? Did the planting of these photo seed ideas take root? So let me walk through the three different themes that I had brainstormed before going on the trip and look at them with the clarity of hindsight. Theme number one was power. My primary thinking here was the power of the ocean. The Pacific Northwest gets much rougher surf than Southern California, and I wanted to capture some big waves, fast shutter speeds, showing the power of the ocean and some secondary potentials as well with just, you know, strength of nature. How did I fare? Well, nature didn't quite cooperate. At least the ocean didn't quite cooperate. The ocean was pretty tame during my visit. There was a bit of rain, but there weren't those uh, big storms off the coast to kick up big waves. Now, some areas of the coast, like in the Cape Perpetua area, That offered up some good churning water. There are these chasms of deep rock where incoming surges of water, they have to get funneled into this chasm, and they slam pretty hard into the land. Those threw up a good spew of water from time to time, but they were often unformed. They weren't quite photogenic. I did capture a few photos that had a human element in front of one of these spouts of water. Those look pretty good. And with a person in the photo, it gives it some scale. So that was, that was all right. 
I also made a dedicated trip to the Shore Acres State Park. This is in the Coos Bay area of Oregon, and it's known for high cliffs that abut right against the ocean, and on a big surf day, the ocean could put on a show. Well, I got another calm surf day, so it was just not meant to be capturing this power idea. I enjoyed the trip, I enjoyed the coast, I took some other interesting photos, but I didn't get power in the ocean. And for my secondary ideas, you know, still with a landscape theme, like the broad base of an evergreen tree, or like a wide root system, anchoring a tree, uh, those photos were elusive as well. So really for this theme of power, I basically missed. A photo here, a photo there, perhaps a little more chaos than power, not the types of photos I pre-visualized. Theme number two, this was a pretty broad category, the off-season. I was visiting the coast in the off-months, well after the summer crowds had come and gone, temperatures are a little colder, the days are a little shorter, the parks and the beaches are quieter too, and I did succeed in capturing photos that I think imbue the feeling of the off-season. I was based in Old Town Florence, it's about dead center on the Oregon coast, and the three-block area of Old Town itself just yielded many different photos for this theme. Empty streets, empty parking lots, uh, really, really quiet streets during the breakfast hour, like one parked car in front of a row of closed shops. A lot of the storefronts were closed for the season or at least had reduced hours. You might see a lone worker in the morning. I remember a person diligently blowing leaves into a tidy pile, cleaning up the town. It's like tending to the grounds for a crowd that wouldn't quite ever show up. The uh, local marina in Florence had the same kind of vibe. The boats were battened down for the winter, sails bundled up or removed from their masts, tarps pulled over the decks. The pulleys had no ropes in them for the fishing boats. There was like, you know, no, no ropes in the pulley systems they'd be using to pull nets up. The entire town just felt sleepy. And several days during my visit were gray and misty. That weather added to that feeling of hibernation. So I got a good set of images from Florence. I think at least six. I'll make a nice short photo essay of the off-season. And within this off-season theme, there's one photo that stands out to me. I made a brief stop at the Jesse Honeyman State Park. I was scouting this location between workshops, kind of as a back pocket place. You know, I always like to have extra options on a workshop if conditions you know, throw a curveball. But it's this photo of a boathouse that's clearly shut down for the off-season. And in front of the place is the boat rental sign. It shows the hours and a big closed box over the bottom of it. And I frame the photo up so this rental sign is prominent in the foreground, and this wooden shack of a rental building is behind it, a little bit of the lake in the background. And like that one frame captured the off-season, so that one felt really good. So for this second theme, the off-season, I think I did pretty well. So what about my third theme? This was where things meet. This is another ephemeral concept, you know, where things meet. My thinking here was landscape-driven. One of the reasons I like Oregon so much is because it has diverse landscapes and they're in close proximity. You have ocean, beach, rocky coast, evergreens, waterfalls, sand dunes, rivers, streams. These ecosystems 
meet at different places and make interesting photos. Now, there were plenty of photos where the ocean meets the land, right? Or where man-made things like bridges or vestiges of piers meet nature. But there's one location that I felt lent itself best to this theme of where things meet. It was where sand dunes are on the southern bank of the Sayusla River, just a short drive from where workshop headquarters were. Drive over there, short hike up to some of these sand dunes, and there are these rolling dunes that meet evergreen trees, a river flowing through uh, at the edge of one of the uh, parts of the dunes, and from elevation, you can even see the ocean in the background. Now, a forest and desert meet, a river and an ocean meet, land and sky meet, all of that in a single frame. I really like that one. So, uh, recapping here. Theme number one, power, I eh, kind of missed. Theme number two, the off-season, a much stronger showing. And some photos that I'm very happy with. And theme number three, where things meet, I did well. Most of those photos are more ocean and rock, and it's kind of right in my wheelhouse. But I, I felt I did well, especially with the evergreens meeting up with the sand dunes. That uh, that's that's a more unique landscape, at least unique to me. Given this mixed bag of hits and misses on this trip, was the planning and the brainstorming about themes worth the effort? Will I still do pre-visualization for my next photo trip? I believe I will. I may not have succeeded on every theme, and some of that was limits on conditions. Some of that, I'm sure, was just me and my limitations. But I was more open to seeing photographs beyond the larger landscape. And because of the forethought, I captured photos I probably would not have otherwise. Plans may ultimately prove worthless, but planning is everything. As I mentioned, I was in Oregon to host a couple of workshops. I thought I'd give you a recap of some of the things that went on there, some of the uh, the weather that we dealt with. If you listened to the last podcast, you heard about some of the weather and some of the photos that these photographers captured in spite of the weather. And so overall, both workshops had a mix of rain, mists, and some partly cloudy skies too. We worked around the weather and with the weather instead of being discouraged or lamenting the bad weather. And I think the photos were better for it. Again, if you hadn't listened to the last episode, episode 89, you'll hear more about embracing the weather and working it into your photography. At the end of each workshop, each photographer presents a set of images they captured during the week. Now, the photo presentation, that's a front runner as my favorite part of a workshop. Yes, I like being out in nature, working with the camera, working with my fellow photographers, but I also really like seeing how different photographers see the world. And when a group has just spent several days in the same locations, with the same conditions, it never ceases to amaze me, the variation in the work. Every photographer sees something different I know I've said this in my workshops many times, maybe even on the podcast here too, but if we line up 10 photographers in the same location, we will end up seeing 10 very different photographs. Each person will create something unique. And all these photographers across both workshops, 
made some incredible images. There were some themes that emerged as I think about the photos that were shared. Uh, first is just looking at a collection of work, you know, uh, six photos, eight photos. There were primary photos and supporting photos. It wasn't a presentation of, say, just, uh, for example, here's a bunch of photos of ocean and rock, or here's a bunch of photos of evergreen trees. Yes, the coastal stops were a mainstay. Yes, Oregon has evergreens almost all over the place. But the presentations had those as primary subjects with supporting work, you know, something smaller, something uh, more intimate, or um, you know, something uh, man-made, like something from Old Town Florence. A story of the visit was told, a story of the Oregon coast, not just pretty landscape, pretty landscape, pretty landscape. It was a nice mix. Uh, speaking of, uh, I mentioned uh, intimate landscape, seeing big and seeing small, that was another theme that uh, came into play. The grander landscapes were part of each photographer's presentation, but also the details, those smaller scenes, intimate landscapes, and seeing that mix in the presentation, it's always good. It keeps your audience engaged. And this particular theme, it underscored an area of improvement for me, looking for the details, not just walking by things that if you stopped, looked at them for a moment, you might see an entirely different world in a very small space. I got a few photos like that, you know, inspired by some of the folks on this workshop. And that's one of the reasons I like the photo share. It's a great source of inspiration to find new ideas, new things that anyone can go explore. You know, any photographer can learn from these things, find new avenues to walk down and explore with your camera. One other theme that was uh, surprising to me is how many multiple exposures were done. There was a lot of multi-exposure work in both workshops. Several photographers experimented with multiple exposures. Now, some were done in camera and some were done in post-processing with blending. And, and one of the uh, photographers on the first workshop had a Fuji camera and that had a pretty slick multi-exposure approach. You'd, you'd take photo number one, and then the Fuji camera would show you a semi-transparent image of what you just captured, and then you can reposition, recompose your camera, seeing what you took, but also seeing what's in front of the camera at that moment, and take another photo. And you can repeat that for many exposures and really build up the look. So I thought that was very creative how Fuji's approached in-camera multi-exposure work. But there were other types of multiple exposures as well. You know, uh, timer photos where you take three or maybe five photos and some intentional camera movement. Uh, there were some where the same scene had been overlaid several times and uh, intentionally misaligned. There were composites. Uh, there was uh, like one of my classic techniques is you take a, a photo of a certain, uh, certain scene that has moving elements like water and blending them together so you can take the most interesting parts of a landscape and create you know, something that is uh, greater than the sum of its parts. It was really intriguing stuff. So that one surprised me, the amount of multi-exposure work that was happening in the workshop. And honestly, it was just fun. It was fun to be out again live in person with other photographers. Uh, I am I'm definitely looking forward to doing that again sooner than later.
discussion of workshops may make you wonder, okay, well, what's going to happen in 2022, Scott? I am planning a 2022 workshop season. You know, Oregon was the proving ground, and things went very well. So I'm thinking about a couple of workshops for 2022. I don't know if I'll do a full physical workshop regimen like I've done in the past. I usually do maybe four a year. I might do two, might do three. I'm still fine-tuning things. I'm thinking of something in late spring and probably another Oregon workshop in the uh, the late fall of 2022. If you're interested in learning about the workshops first before they get uh, blasted publicly, uh, the best place is to be a member of the Patreon community. The Patreon members get first notification about new workshops. And I got to meet face-to-face a couple of the members of the Patreon community, Heidi and Bob, during the workshop. And it was so great to be able to thank them in person and then work with them side-by-side in the field for several days. And it was uh, quite rewarding to hear that one of the reasons that uh, Bob, he said, I, I joined the Patreon community was to support this podcast. And you know, that's, that's nice and uh, encouraging to hear that there are folks like you that are listening now that want content like this, that it's not uh, a news show. It is more inspiring. So uh, thank you, Heidi. Thank you, Bob. Thank you, all the members on Patreon. When new workshops come out, you will hear about them first. Next up after that would be joining my mailing list. You can find that anywhere on scottdavenportphoto.com. You'll see a join my mailing list button or box at the bottom of every page. And after the Patreon members have had a few days to absorb new workshops, you know, it gets uh, it gets posted publicly and the mailing list gets uh, you know the next wave of access to it. So uh, that's um, that's the best ways to uh, to get in early on workshops. My workshops are small, so they do tend to fill up quickly. Uh, but uh, that's the best way I like to run them. I like to keep the groups small so everybody gets plenty of attention and we all get to know one another during the workshop time. I think that'll wrap it up for this week. Once again, if you can support this show by sharing it on social media or with your camera club, there's plenty of zero-cost ways to support the show. Link in the show notes for details. Very much appreciated. I will be back again very soon. For those in the States, happy Thanksgiving. Enjoy the long holiday with your families. And until next time, my name's Scott Davenport. Have fun.